The Boston Celtics make a deal. Goodbye, Juancho Hernan Gomez. Hello, two guys that may never play for the Boston Celtics. I'll talk about it right now and explain it on the Locked On Celtics podcast. Be ever ready. Recognize the city of champs. Boston, baby, we do what you can't. Locked on number 18, Tatum and Brown, J team, step back. We gon' wet that and slay teams. Of course, the Celtics, who else could it be? Screaming like KG with the Larry OB. Corral is above average, assessing the team status. Best daily pod, no cap, salary matching. Clutch like Bird to DJ, keep John on replay. Primetime, dapping up the truth on the sideline. Raining Jays, how it started, raising banners, how we finished. Locked on Celtics pod, home of the winners. B. Thank you for making Locked On Celtics your first listen every day. Locked On Celtics, free, available everywhere podcasts exist. Show is on YouTube. Please watch the show on YouTube. Really appreciate you doing so. Thank you for all the kind comments in the YouTube comments. Uh, I'm John Corrales. I cover the team for Boston Sports Journal, and I've written a book called The Boston Celtics All-Time All-Stars, which is available now wherever books are sold online. And on my website, johncorrales.com, for 30 bucks, you get a personalized signed copy. This is... The second Locked on Celtics podcast I'm recording today, because the first one I did before the Celtics uh, traded away Juancho Hernan Gomez. And for a second there, I thought, well, it's not a big deal, but it actually is a big deal. It's complicated. So I'm going to spend the first couple of segments talking about trades and stuff like that. And then in the last segment, I'll talk about the Charlotte game and what's coming up. Let's start with the details here, the particulars. Juancho Hernan Gomez goes to San Antonio. San Antonio sends Bryn Forbes to Denver. Denver sends Bull Bull and PJ Dozier to the Celtics. And that gives the Celtics a bit of tax relief. So they started the day $3.7 million over the tax line. Now that doesn't include Jalen Brown incentives, which may kick in, but also might not. Like if he doesn't make the all-star team, that's like a million and a half that doesn't doesn't kick in, which might have. They, they, it was a likely incentive. He had made it last season. If he doesn't make it this season, then that's not that's not going to count against the cap, uh, the the salary cap and the tax. So right now, as of right now, three point seven million dollars uh, over the tax line. Well, actually, before the trade, Wancho makes six point nine. Bull Bull makes two point one. Dozier makes one point nine, approximately. So that's four million dollars or so. It's a little bit more than that. It's a little bit more than $6.9 million. So it's basically $2.9 million, $2. million in savings. So the Celtics are still approximately $800,000 over the tax line, give or take a couple of bucks. So to me, the Wancho deal is strictly financial. Let me start with the obvious question. And I've seen it. It's been asked of me already. It's been DM'd and emailed and all of that already. Why not just keep Bryn Forbes, right? You, you got a, a shooter there. Well, Denver Denver wants Bryn Forbes. Denver's the team that probably got involved with the San Antonio uh, in San Antonio Spurs and said, "What would it take to get Bryn Forbes?" And you know, will you take these guys? And San Antonio's like, "Well, we don't want these guys." And so now you get a third team involved, and they call the Celtics and they say, "All right, do you want these guys?" And we say, oh, you know, okay, sure. I don't think it's the Celtics calling and saying, hey, Bryn Forbes, we want Bryn Forbes. So first off, there's that structure. Denver's looking for shooting. Boston's looking for shooting. 
if Denver says we have a deal for Bryn Forbes, then okay. San Antonio wants something else. I, I don't know that they want Juancho Hernan Gomez. Maybe they do. Maybe they feel like they can rehabilitate his, his, his game and maybe they find him useful for some reason. Who knows? We'll see what happens. Of course, I, I can see a scenario where Wancho goes to San Antonio, plays well, gets playing time, plays well, and people are like, what is going on here? Why didn't he play in Boston? So keep an eye out for that. So I think that there's some structure of the deal that Bryn Forbes was not an option for the Celtics. Uh, if that's the case, then you get involved as a third team and you save a little bit of money. The Celtics send out Wancho. Why, why do it this way? Well, to me, what makes sense is Wancho goes out to San Antonio. They, for whatever reason, want him. You don't salary dump him to the Oklahoma City Thunder. Oklahoma City Thunder are the team that everybody's looking to. They're, they're at the center of everything that's trying to be accomplished in the NBA this trade deadline because they're $20 million under the salary cap floor. So you have a salary cap, like the hard cap at the top for some teams that trigger that. At the bottom, there's a floor. And that's a minimum salary that a team is supposed to pay. The Thunder are $20 million below that. So what happens is if, if you don't reach that by the end of the season, that extra money gets distributed equally to every player based on the percentage of their cap, then they get that percentage of the money. So everybody in OKC stands to get a raise because they're not up to the floor. But that also means that they have, they have ways to, they, they have money to spend. They have, they have space. They have space to be a player. They can help teams. How does this help Boston? Boston's $800,000 over the tax. No problem. We're going to do two separate deals. This is my theory. $2.1 million of Bull Bull goes to Oklahoma City Thunder for a heavily protected second-round pick that will never convey. And the Celtics send $2.1 million in cash. The Thunder wave Bull Bull. Boston pays for it. But it's not on it's not on Boston's cap. The Celtics can waive them, but it's on their cap. And if they waive them, that's two point one million dollars of dead money. It's two point one million dollars of dead money on Oklahoma City's cap as well. But they're below the floor. So if you do two separate deals, because you can't aggregate these guys, you do two separate deals. Here's a deal for Bull Bull, two point one million. Here's Bull Bull, two million dollars in cash, and we get a second round pick back in Boston. And whatever he gets waived, goodbye. Then you say, "Here's PJ Dozier, 1.9 million. We're going to give you 1.9 million in cash." They waive him, goodbye. Boston pays that money, but it's not on their cap, so it, they now go essentially 3.2 million dollars under the tax. So they save money because they're not paying on that tax bill. The Oklahoma City Thunder are now. $16 million below the floor rather than four than rather than 20 million. They have now saved $4 million in actual cash for doing nothing. You, you get a guy, you wave them. Goodbye. Same roster spot. Get that next guy. You'll wave them. Goodbye. 
That's $4 million in actual money that you don't have to pay out to anybody because on your cap sheet, you got $4 million of dead money. That counts. That counts as salary being paid out. So they save money. Um, it's a dirty trick, but it, it's actual money that is not going to get spent. It makes sense for OKC to do this. The Celtics could keep one of these guys. They could be like, hey, we're interested in Bull Bull. We're interested in PJ Dozier. We're going to keep him. We're going to, you know, we're trading for, you know, bird rights or whatever. Who knows? Maybe this guy could be useful. Maybe. So there's certainly a possibility. PJ Dozier has an ACL tear, by the way, done for the season. Bull Bull just had surgery or is going to have surgery on his foot. And he's out for like 12 weeks. So he might not come back this season. And I can't imagine him being a useful player. The guy's seven and a half feet tall, and he's just having foot surgery. So you don't just come back from 12 weeks and be like, I'm good. So he's probably done. I don't expect these guys to play. I don't expect these guys to occupy roster spots. So I expect them to be moved. And that's that's the deal that makes the most sense. It could go to another team. It could be another way to do it. It could be another under-the-cap team that is willing to play. Uh who, who knows? Who knows how, exa- how exactly it goes? But the OKC stuff makes the most sense to me. We'll see what happens. Bottom line, those guys are gone. End of story. Up next, uh, the Celtics, th- there was some news about the Celtics that is involved in all of this trade stuff. It involves Woj kind of explaining the, the Celtics are out there gauging interest in the other, in, in these other teams. So, uh, or, or the, the value, gauging the, the value of players, sorry, of, of the players, including Marcus Smart and other guys. So I'll talk about the, that next. First, let me tell you about prize picks. Again, I've been talking about prize picks for months. If you haven't signed up yet, now is the time because prize picks has an exclusive no brainer offer for every one of you out there for a limited time. You get a 50%, uh, $50 uh, free, you get $50 free. If any player in your first prize picks entry scores a single point, just a single point, very easy. They're giving this money away. You got to use the code NBA for an exclusive offer right now for Locked On fans. You got to use the code NBA. Prize picks has the best daily fantasy prop game on the market. It offers more, offers more props than any other DFS prop operator and uh, offers all the superstar players as well as bench players that get a handful of minutes. So for the Celtics, you can get Aaron Neesmith, or you can you can select an over-under on Jason Tatum. They're available. You pick two to five players and an over-under on their projections. You can win up to 10 times on an entry. It's just you versus the projected numbers. You can pick players on opposite teams. You can pick players uh, in, in different games. You can go all over the place, uh, pick a, a variety of over-unders. It takes like 30 seconds to make these picks. You can also mix sports. The NFL playoffs are, are rolling on. You can pick somebody's touchdown passes or or yards gained and somebody's three-pointers, like Jalen Brown's three-pointers. You can mix it all up. So use the award-winning app or go and uh, sign up at prizepicks.com. Wherever you want to do it, uh, you got to make your first deposit there and use the promo code NBA. You'll get $50 free if your first prize picks entry scores a single point. So... Promo code NBA, $50 free if your first prize picks entry score is a single point. Prize picks is daily fantasy made easy. 
Today's show also brought to you by my friends at Crack Sauce, C-R-A-I-C, C-R-A-I-C, sauce.com. Local, a Celtic season ticket holder is, is working in Lowell with local farms, with local employees to make this great artisanal hot sauce that has 10 to 20 ingredients in each bottle. It's like a, like a, a very complex recipe to give you flavor with the heat that you're looking for. If you like hot sauce, if somebody you know likes hot sauce, it's a great gift. You know, you've got Father's Day coming up, you know, in a couple of months. Maybe Mom, Mother's Day is coming up. Maybe Valentine's Day, you want to get your significant other, a hot sauce lover, a gift. Cracksauce.com, C-R-A-I-C sauce.com is the, the place to go. It's a unique gift and it's 10% off with the promo code locked on. Again, this is versatile, multi-dimensional stuff. It's not just meant to blow your face off hot, um, which is fine if you want to do that too. Sometimes I like that too. I, I'm a hot sauce lover. But when you get like the golden pumpkin, you get just the right amount of heat with that pumpkin flavor or the Brian Burroughs curry, which you can throw into a soup or into a you know it's winter shepherd's pie, something like that. It's great. That stuff is awesome. Check it out. 10% off at cracksauce.com. C-R-A-I-C sauce.com with the promo code LOCKDOWN. Hey, thanks for making Lockdown Celtics your first listen every day. Why not make Lockdown now your second listen every day? Be a quick podcast because in the NBA, there are only two games going on. So you had um, the Knicks taking on the Timberwolves. And so you've got a recap from each side of that game, hosts of Lockdown Knicks and Lockdown Wolves. And you've got the the uh, Detroit Pistons and the Golden State Warriors recap from either side of that. You had a very quick podcast tonight, but it'll give you a recap of every game. So check it out. Locked on now. Uh, lock, locked on now on the Locked On NBA feed on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Trade deadline is coming up. We're three weeks away. We're starting to get some of these reports. So on ESPN's NBA Today, Woj, Adrian Wojnarowski said, and this it was it was blown up a little bit in in the local media. I wrote about it, but I want to make sure that we're approaching this the right way. Here's what Woj said. I think the hard part for Boston is what are the other tradable assets that they're willing to move on from? I think Marcus Smart, some of the young players on the roster, the second or third year guards and forwards. I think they're seeing what the value is, what the value for those players is out there. I think those are all players available in the marketplace. Can you get them in? Can, can that get them involved in a Ben Simmons? No, it can't. But I think they're still, uh, they still want to find, I think, another playmaker, wing player to complement the other two all-star forwards. Woj also mentioned the, that Brad is gauging the value of Josh Richardson and Dennis Schroeder. So what does all that mean? I take it as basically Brad is doing his due diligence that, they're not moving on. The they're not going to split up Jason and Jalen. Like that's that Woj is adamant about that. All of the NBA insiders, the people with the full league sources, with the agents and with everybody, no matter how much that narrative has persisted, it has as far as it's time to break things up. The Celtics do not believe it is time to break things up. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown are going nowhere. The other thing that Woj said, the Boston Celtics do not want to trade Robert Williams. So it's not that he is untouchable. 
but they don't want to trade him. So you feel good about Robert Williams staying unless there is a player out there that the Celtics absolutely have to have. And the only way to get him is by giving up Robert Williams. That to me is what this signals, right? That Jason and Jalen are the two pillars. Robert Williams is like next in line. And then everyone else to varying degrees below that is available in the right deal. What Brad Stevens is doing is, as Woj says, I think they are seeing they are seeing what the value for those players is out there, which is what every front office general manager, uh, whatever president of basketball operations, that's what you're supposed to do. You you want to be you want to toe the line. The Celtics are towing the line here between a seller and a buyer. They want to sell, and I'm going to get into some of the more the, the parameters of this trade deadline. I'm going to get into that in the second segment. What the Celtics really are trying to accomplish, the things that they have, what, what are they really trying to do here? That's coming up in the second segment. But the bottom line is, it is a selling a situation for Brad Stevens when it comes to especially Juancho Hernan Gomez. Can you get somebody to take Juancho? Dennis Schroeder, I think, is a selling situation. And then everything else is a, a form of buying, taking a collection of your assets and upgrading those to something, somebody that can better help the players that, that remain on the roster. So Brad Stevens and, and Ime Odoka was saying, <laughs> he had a, 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 an interesting quote uh, at practice on Tuesday we said, you know, Brad's phone is ringing off the hook. Said he probably took 10 phone calls after our game last night. So, you you know, walking behind the scenes, you know, you'll see a kid, you'll see Brad and you'll see Ime just talking like like you used to see Danny and, and Brad talking. And so they'll have their conversations and, you know, now's the time. Three, you know, three weeks to go before the deadline and you're starting to get the phone calls one after another after another. And it's probably teams saying, hey. What's a, what's a Marcus Smart going to cost us? And that's Brad saying, all right, well, yeah, Marcus Smart, do they prefer to trade them? Are they shopping him? No. Are they shopping Josh Richardson? Eh, I don't think so, but they're, they're gauging the value there. Uh, are they shopping anybody and saying, you've got to take this guy? I don't think so. Maybe, maybe Schroeder, but when a team calls and says, Hey, we're interested in Marcus Smart. The Celtics say, "Okay, well, like, okay, you're interested. What's your offer? What are you? What do you? You know, what are you going to give me? If you have things for sale, and you're sell whatever it is around your house, pick you know my book or you know these figurines or you know a hat or something like that. You say, okay, I don't want to sell that hat, but I, you know I'll, I'll part with it." For the right price, it's a nice WNBA hat. Uh, what do you want to give me? What do you want to give me for it? And if you say, "Yeah, I'll give you thirty bucks for that," say, well, you know, eh, I paid thirty bucks for it, so I mean, I can get my money back. Be, what's the difference, right? You want to say I'll give you thirty-five? Like, well, all right, you can give me fifty. Okay, now we can talk, right? Just that's the Marcus Smart conversation. They like Marcus Smart, and they like other players on the team, but. 
if, if that can lead to, Hey, that hat's worth 50 bucks now. All right. Well, do I want to make 50 bucks? Do I want, do I want to, is that a good enough return for me? If it is, then now it becomes a shopping situation. If it's not, then it becomes a, a different situation. And you say, okay, we're going to keep this guy and we're going to go a different route. So I think the first wave of Celtics rumors has started to hit. And now here's the other thing before I, I, I head into the next segment is that the Celtics and everybody else, this is absolutely silly season. Every report has some sort of agenda behind it. Are the Celtics, what are the Celtics really trying to do? What are other teams trying to do? What's, what's the motivation behind some of these reports that are coming out that the Celtics might be shopping some, like, for example, there's a, a James Harden discussion being out there that, hey, James Harden might not be opposed to leaving the Brooklyn Nets next year. Is he? Is he not? I don't know. But the rumors are out there now. And hey, there's Daryl Morey in Philly, and they have a potential path to get to James Harden if they want to. And hey, we also have Ben Simmons and if you don't think that James Harden really wants to stay, do you want to risk losing him for nothing? Why not do the Ben Simmons thing now? So don't be surprised that there might be some Philly motivation behind the James Harden stuff. And it's not just, oh, James Harden is, is whatever, taking it at face value. There's a lot of stuff behind the scenes that fuels a lot of these reports. Right. There's just a lot that uh, and, and you don't realize it at the time, but there is a lot behind it. Going to come back. We'll talk about what we should expect from the Charlotte game when uh, in, when I come back in just a couple of minutes. First, it's a new year. We've got New Year's resolutions and Built Bar can help you keep those New Year's resolutions. A protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. It's covered in chocolate and it's better for you than any candy bar you're going to snack on. I know you're going to have a moment of weakness. We all do. That's fine. You're trying to eat better. You're trying to be healthier. Not a problem if you, you slip every once in a while. But why not put yourself in a better position when you do slip? Because this isn't even really slipping. You have a candy bar, which let's say is like 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, dozens of net carbs. Replace that with a built bar covered in chocolate, 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. That's actually good for you. So you might feel like, oh my God, I slipped. Like, no, you caught, you set yourself a safety net with the built bar. So clean out those other stashes of junk, replace them with the built bars. If you're working out, it's great after a workout. If you miss the, if you miss breakfast, you're running around, it's great. Just grab one and go. It can get you through the day. Um, They've got all sorts of flavors, whatever types of flavors you like, they have them. If you've got a nut allergy, allergy, it's fine. If you're on a keto diet, you're trying that out, it works. So go to built.com, use the promo code LOCK15, you're going to get 15% off every single time, every single time. So go check it out, try out little bits here and there. You can go back later and stock up and still get 15% off at built.com with the promo code LOCK15. Thank you once again for making Lockdown Celtics your first listen every day. How about making Lockdown NBA? Your second listen, I'm hosting on Wednesdays. Every Wednesday, I host Locked on NBA as well. Not much to talk about today, right? Yeah, right. 
two games in the NBA, plus uh, Frank Vogel, his job's apparently on the line in Los Angeles with the with the Lakers. Like, I, I'm going to go off on that. Uh, and then we play a game of real or fake with Paul George and whether his injury, prolonged injury, is going to cost the LA Clippers. You want any of that stuff? Check out the Locked On NBA podcast wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Celtics getting ready to play the Charlotte Hornets. A question from Christian at, in the mailbag, johncorrales.com slash mailbag. After the Pelicans, uh, Celtics are 7-3 in their last 10 games. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I saw that we have the seventh easiest schedule for the remainder of the season. Do you think if the Celtics continue this trend that they will make it out of the play-in tournament? And I think what Christian means is like a six seed or above. And I think it's very, very possible here. The rest of the month, you got Charlotte, then Portland, Washington, Sacramento, at Atlanta, at New Orleans, and Miami. Charlotte is a key here because that would be the third win. Portland can be a win. Washington can be a win. Sacramento can be a win. If you can, if you can put that together, six-game winning streak, at Atlanta's tough. New Orleans, you just beat. Miami's going to be tough. But you, you've beaten Miami this year, so who knows? Celtics can close the month strong. Then February, Charlotte again, at Detroit, at Orlando, at Brooklyn, Denver, Atlanta, at Philly, and then Detroit again. So Charlotte is a toss-up. Detroit should be a win. Orlando should be a win. Denver, we can count as a loss. Uh, Brooklyn, we can count as a loss. Atlanta is, is kind of iffy. Philly, you know, they got to take one of these Philly games. Detroit. So there's a, there's a possibility that Celtics can, can – I think they can. I think they can. Call me crazy, right? You're going to be like, John, you moron. Why are you riding the roller coaster? The competition is set up for the Celtics to do what they need to do here. They can get out of that play-in tournament and, and be a sixth seed, a fifth seed. Now, coming into the season, I said they could be a fourth or fifth seed with the possibility of a few things you know, going wonky and you can get up as high as a third. Okay, that's out. Overshot that prediction. But if I, say, if I said fourth or fifth and they go down to sixth, that's, that's dis- a little more disappointing. But in the end, it's, it's less than I expected, but you know, not horrible. They have, that, they have a strong potential to be there. Charlotte is the key. Beat Charlotte at home. Take advantage of facing the Charlotte Hornets, and you can go on a run. Charlotte, they are last in the league in opponent assists. So move the damn ball. They break when the ball moves. The opponents, opponents get more assists against the Charlotte Hornets than they do against any other team, which means move the ball, move yourself, cut, and you will score. They also don't have a lot of rim protection. They are 23rd in opponent field goal percentage within less than five feet. That's 63.5%. So move the ball, cut, and attack. Don't settle for threes. Now, they are last in opponent three-pointers made. So they give up, they give up a lot of points. I'm begging the Celtics. I'm absolutely begging to attack, attack early and move the ball, cut. (laughs) It's not that hard. It's really not that hard. I can, I can look the other way 
from time to time in certain situations like that Monday afternoon game where, like I said in yesterday's podcast, you, you, you spend the first quarter seeing if you can shoot your way to a, a win and sleepwalk your way to like a 15-point win. I get it. I get it. Even though the Celtics shouldn't be in a position to do that, that's just par for the course in the NBA. I don't, I don't think that that's acceptable in many other situations, and especially not when Charlotte comes into your house, your house in front of your crowd, when you've had a practice where Ime Adoka said, we got to work on some of those specifics. So you don't, you don't just have a walkthrough. You have a, a, a practice where you actually have a full squad. By the way, Marcus Smart questionable for this game. So it's possible he can return. I don't know if he's going to need that, that reconditioning or anything like that because he hasn't missed a ton of time, but we'll see. So he's questionable. Aaron Neesmith questionable. He rolled his ankle in the last game. Uh, Robert Williams, shout out to Robert Williams again for a son. Uh, his son Hendricks was born. Shout out to Hendricks. Awesome name. Rob, I think, is going to play. So you have Rob back. Put pressure on the rim. You can get to the rim on these guys. Yeah, if you have Marcus back, even if he plays a shorter, shorter stints, then you still have that defensive element and you have that connection with Rob. Smart and, and Rob have really have that alley-oop connection. Move the ball, play with that pace. Don't stand around and let them load up on you. Catch the ball, make a decision right away. If the Celtics get this win against Charlotte, then maybe, just maybe, they can break this cycle and win. That would be win number three. Portland at Washington and Sacramento is set up for you. A six-game winning streak is staring you in the face. Go take this opportunity. Take this chance. Take it. It's right there for you. The Celtics should be able to beat the Charlotte Hornets. I'm not going to say it's a must-win game, but man, this this is a this would be a really really good game to win, and might flip some of the negativity around this team. And I I understand why there's negativity around this team, but this could be the beginning of like, hey, maybe maybe there's something there. We'll see. I'll be podcasting after the game. I think I might be able to podcast from the Garden. I don't know if there's a changeover because they have a couple games in a row. So maybe I'll have a, a much different backdrop than this. You know, I'll be on the parquet floor, which would be, you know, it's always cool to do that or near the parquet floor, just as good. So subscribe if you uh, haven't. Uh, it's going to be on YouTube. All of the shows are on YouTube. So thank you for the support on YouTube. Some very nice comments. Uh, I appreciate the very nice comments that are being made. Thank you all for the compliments. I'm glad you're enjoying these videos. Going to keep bringing them to you Monday through Friday. It's a Monday through Friday podcast. I'm the only one giving you Monday through Friday Celtics content. So, and hopefully rational Celtics. I, I pride myself in being rational. I'm not a hot take guy. So thank you for uh, watching these videos. Subscribe, why don't you? And if you are a subscriber, share the podcast. Tell your friends, let's grow this show. Tell everybody they should be listening to and watching the Locked On Celtic Podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network.